from the gravel of the path. I screamed, but tried to swallow the sound, because I immediately saw that it wasn't Milo. It wasn't even human. It was the head of a stone statue of a little girl, complete with pigtails and a button nose. She'd once adorned the park, along with a little stone boy and their little stone dog. I might have been able to keep my balance if I hadn't then tripped over her dismembered stone legs. I was going too fast, and now I was going down, and that gravel was going to hurt. But Dana caught me with her powerful telekinesis, and for a few short moments, I knew what it felt like to fly. It was nice to have friends with greater than superpowers. But then she put me down and pinned me in place as she finally caught up. You need to breathe. Take a moment and think. Dana's voice was low and intense, and in that moment I realized how quiet the rest of the world was too. The loudest sound was my own labored breathing. I could hear the creaking of the swings and the wind in the leaves of the trees that formed a canopy overhead. But Milo had been taken. It was all that mattered to me right now. I felt like I was going to throw up. Use your brain, Sky. Signs of a struggle, but no blood. What does that mean? I looked around me. Still thoughts. Still thoughts. It means he's probably still alive. Good, Dana said in a gruff whisper. What else does it mean? I didn't know. I just wanted to find him. Now. I could feel him. He was somewhere nearby. I shook my head as I struggled to sit up, but Dana held me securely in place. If someone's taken Milo, she asked again, less patiently this time, what does it mean? But the moment she said Milo's name, a barrage of images exploded inside me like a rapid slideshow of the most heart-wrenchingly magnificent photos I'd never taken. His dimples, his skin, the way his eyes softened when he smiled at me, the crazy feeling of his thoughts in my mind whenever we touched, the sweetness of his lips, the heat of his body against mine. It was then that I smelled it. Vanilla. Vanilla coming from somewhere nearby. Milo. And Dana could no longer hold me back. In fact, as I launched myself to my feet, I knocked her onto her ass. Sorry, I hissed as I took off running again. I could hear her cursing and scrambling to follow as I spotted a dark, squat building in the distance. It was a typical Florida hurricane-proof, concrete block, fugly, one-story structure, its outline illuminated by a full moon peeking through the thick branches of the banyan trees. But as I got closer, something told me to slow down. It wasn't necessarily a danger, just a presence. I could smell it along with Milo's familiar vanilla. And yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but I can smell things like evil and fear and anger and even love. It's one of my biggest greater-than skills, being able to smell intense emotions. Frankly, I'd rather be able to burp deadly lightning bolts, but you are what you are, and that applies to greater-thans like me and Dana, too. This time, though, I couldn't quite pinpoint the other non-vanilla smell. It wasn't unpleasant, it was just there. And the familiarity of it lingering around me was irritating. I was about to tell Dana that someone else was with Milo, but then that vanilla scent, the unmistakable, lovely, perfect scent that I knew belonged to my almost too perfect boyfriend, enveloped me like a fleece blanket around my psyche, and I was certain about the most important thing in my world at that moment. Milo is in there, I said, pointing at the building. We have to get to him. Now.
Dana nodded and pressed a deliberate finger against her lips, instructing immediate quiet. She then began moving closer to the structure with the stealth of a cat. I followed alongside her, longing to simply race inside the building to where Milo most certainly was being held. I could feel him now, his presence pulling me like a rope pulls a boat to shore. It was all I could do not to call out his name in the darkness. But Dana kept her movements deliberate and slow, and I knew, despite everything vibrating inside of me, that this was the safest way. Dana tapped me twice on the arm as we continued toward the building. I looked over at her, at the intensity in her eyes. What do you see? What do you think? What are you feeling? What should you be paying attention to? Dana's whisper was so quiet, I wondered if maybe I was simply reading her lips instead of actually hearing her voice. What did I see? Concentrating, I gazed ahead.